This is Nerd Podcast Radio, and I am today to be here happy, and I am joined by David Theobald. Still the third? I think the bot's broken. We might need to reprogram him again. <laughs> I, I was about to ask, I was like, was that error on purpose or not? He's spooning. He's spooning. He's spooning. I think we need to... Uh... And he's sundowning. <laughs> Always. You know, drum roll, please. We are joined by Mink Stolas. Mink. Okay. We could we could keep workshopping. <laughs> What's up, guys? No. Up, no, Stolas. That is it. It's Mink? Forever. <laughs> Because what it name? sounds like a mink stole. is your new nickname. I don't. I don't. It get artic- it's an article. All right, a mink. A stole is an article of clothing worn uh, to help uh, uh, people in uh, dresses. It's fancy. Warm. It's a fancy. It's a fancy fashion choice. It's a fur. Uh-huh. And I know what mink. Oh yeah, I know yeah. what mink is. I and just a mink the, stole. The stole part. A mink stole is a. It's. It's a. Oh, this is just getting better. The more. The, the fact that right. someone had no idea what this I'm is. I'm Googling I it. I don't Hold know on. what this is. I don't know oh, what this is. A mink stole is, it's like a scarf made out of a whole mink, like a taxidermied mink. Like it's the fur. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like the it's like the dead like like peeled skin of the animal. It's it's a there. it's a mink skin. Yeah. Check the oh. check the chat. I posted a link. Yeah. Okay. It's a very fancy thing. And I mean, you're fancy, and there's I, I wordplay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm sure there's more wordplay with the name, but I I mink I mean, Stolas? okay. This That's was it. workshop between Anthony, Erica, and my I, between. David, Erica, and myself. <laughs> it's kind of like Gosh, a rap. Now I'm calling David Anthony. <laughs> yeah, it's spreading. Yeah. So it's kind of like a rap, but it's made of animal fur. Yeah. Okay. This is traditionally mink. That, so. You know, the context doesn't matter. It's the wordplay. Yeah. Yeah. And the all fact that the you've play. never heard it before makes it so much better because Erica, David, and I all agreed that this was absolutely hilarious, the best thing ever. It was good because it fits so well. It was okay. better than the alternative. The fact that you with. don't get it is just, <laughs> you know, well, it's it, sort of like eh, it makes for good. It. It makes for Sorry, good. haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it makes for it makes for a good nickname, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely unchosen. <laughs> it's it's the it's the um I you know, I have another one and I'm gonna use it next time. I'm writing okay. it down. This one's fine though. I, I, I don't Oh hate we, it. we can we can we can have you can have multiple nicknames. Oh no. Is this gonna be like a new a new game? Come up with Stolas's new nickname? I think it is already. I mean we do it we do it two episodes, it becomes a game. Okay, listeners. It, next next that- week it'll have an intro song. Listeners, here's your task. Go to our socials and send in some nicknames for Solus, okay? We'll make this into a... Well, there we go. There we go. We'll make this into a call to action, okay? I hear those are good for numbers. All right, incoming Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> yes, I was gonna vote for Bodie McBoatface. Uh, oh, do we do a Twitter poll? Because mm. that's where Bodie McBoatface oh. came from. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yes. We just get random people coming on. Oh, wait. And with Elon Musk in in control, we'll get like a bunch of like Nazi trolls that'll like put in their just really terrible things. I could have a horrible name, guys. A horrible name. I need to get a stream deck so I can play cricket sounds when Anthony (laughs) said, when Stola says things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're not. I'm going to change the, I'm going to change the name in the, in the, the voice chat. So I don't, I don't do it over and over and over again. They're not wrong. Yeah. Okay. What are we doing next, They're, guys? Come on. They're fixed. Ha ha. Well, uh, you know, what is our topic today, Brian? Well, as you can tell by my intro, I am a fan of the absurd. You don't say. And we have never talked about the absurd on the show. As a topic? No. 
As nerds. We've talked about a lot of absurd things. As nerds, I can guarantee that we all at least know one Monty Python bit. So speaking of absurd, when you say absurd, the first thing that pops to my head is that Puffin Forest thing. But I'm absurd. That counts because that is absurd humor. Um, Absurd humor is a brand of humor that basically makes you laugh because of surprise. Uh, and we will go into that more. But first... But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple weeks, and then we vote using Mike Myler's patented widget system. To Which figure is out- also an, an example of absurdist comedy. Absolutely. <laughs> we find out who the king of the nerds is. Yes, who is the king of the nerds. King of the nerds. And, and since it is Mink Stolas's first time on the show. Yep, they first will go time first. ever, guys. Okay, I was actually pretty excited about this. So first, some background. We, at my work, we got some COVID pay stuff to help during the COVID hour, during the COVID years. Um you know, the before times. And um, we had some leftover and I guess the state or the feds decided to like open up what the COVID pay could be used for. So our company was like, what are we going to use it for? And then they decided to just give it to us as like gigantic bonus checks. So we got these like gigantic, like $5,000 bonus checks. Nice. So one of the things I did was I got a new graphics card. Congrats. Did you go for one of the new four uh four thousand series? Well, we, no. we know we know that they spent five thousand no. dollars. So it's I like... did not I did not spend five thousand. I did not spend well, five thousand. Graphics card prices have been coming down dramatically yes, over the past have. few months. So. Oh, but those, is it a buyer's market now? It's becoming it a buyer's a, market. It is. Oh. It's worth buying now. Um, especially if you want to take the risk, you could go online and buy the secondhand cards that were used for crypto mining. No, like, that is a bad idea. Those cards you, have been ridden hard and put away. You wet. could take the risk. <laughs> I did. I it. did. I didn't because yeah, those cards were ran 24 seven for like o- over a year. So they're, they're run ragged. Opinions shared in Stolas's What's Nerdy With You do not reflect the opinions of Nerd Podcast Radio as a whole. But David agrees. Well, yeah, you don't buy them. I'm just saying you don't tell people that they exist. What? I mean, we're a we're a influence. We're influencers. And if we're like, you could risk it and and get a cheap graphics card that was used for crypto mining, people might go, oh, well, that's a good idea. That David, he's a wet blanket. I'm not going <laughs> to listen to him. Okay. But, um, you know, let the let the buyer beware. <laughs> But Stolas is a is a voice to be heard on the internet. I did not take the risk, so I went into a local micro center because I have a micro center near me. I won't say where. Um, well, there's only like eight of them in the. Country. You know what? I'd love to say by saying that I've I've pinpointed my location to within eight places of the country. Everyone knows um, you're in Southern California. There's yeah, only there's only one in Southern California. Yeah. So okay. Never what? mind. Never mind. I doxed myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I. So moving on. Um, I went there. And oh, I was going episode in... without video. <laughs> there are what? a lot of there are a lot of cities around that around that micro center. Okay, a lot. Um, so I was going in originally for an an um an EVGA thirty eighty for the win. Um, because they had an open box special and it was gonna cost like something like twelve hundred dollars um after taxes. Yeah. NVIDIA is still overpriced in my opinion. Agreed. Um they didn't have it. And then I was like, okay, let's look around. And I found the the MSI um sixty nine fifty trio X, blah blah blah. Like fucking graphics card gaming conventions are naming conventions are ridiculous. Um most computer I, pro uh, most computer component naming conventions are ridiculous, but continue. <laughs> and I got this one for about 900 nice considerably cheaper and it actually runs better than a 3080 so i got something cheaper and run and actually runs better than the one i was originally going to get yeah because this is the amd 60 series this is their flagship graphics card yeah um it obviously can't do certain things as well as nvidia can do so it can't like do ray tracing as well but i don't do ray tracing (laughs) They also run a little hotter. You get better performance, but they run a little hotter. Um, we could talk about that. Well, okay, I'll talk about that now because I guess it's kind of like involved now. Um, so as as David pointed out earlier, Nvidia released their new generation of cards, the forties, the forty series. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, this weekend, <laughs> uh, comic stores have always been kind of liquid cold. But... Well, no, they they make the new forty. Actually, they make one with a built-in three-fan liquid cooling radiator already. Well, well, the thirty series had the same thing. You could have bought pre-liquid cooled thirty series. And, you could have um, cards too, but the thirty series didn't necessarily need it. If you have good airflow in your case, you didn't need to liquid yeah. cool your your GPU. <laughs> so well yes yeah, so one of the big reasons why the 40 series it runs so hot is because they like require this new kind of pit like connectors and apparently these connectors are catching fire because it is so power hungry that the old four pin connectors do not work for it you need to go buy special power supplies with special new connectors and these yeah, connectors have, are faulty yeah you have to upgrade to the new the new level of technology i think you need eight pin eight pin connectors or something like that yeah, yeah. amd saw this and were like we're going to avoid that clusterfuck. And they kept their graphics cards at the old six pin connectors. Mm, they nice. didn't, they didn't go with the upgrade. Um, and they, they did a couple other really neat things. One, they shrunk the size way down. So the new 70 series cards are smaller than my 60 series. Wow. They used two pin connectors, two connectors instead of three. So they've reduced the amount of connectors and they only run at 350 watt. I think you killed Brian. Brian died. Well, we could wait for Brian to come back. Are, could... are we still talking about graphics cards? <laughs> are we still throwing out acronyms and numbers? Basically, I, okay, okay. The power, the power draw of these cards is way, way, way less. Like way less. The the AMD cards are running with way less electricity than they have in a long time. Uh, what about heat? They because they run with less electricity, they are way cooler. Yeah. Like yeah, they they are. And they're trying to, and they're definitely trying to compete with uh, with NVIDIA. That's kind of like their, I guess during their like expose, they were doing a lot of like shots at NVIDIA. Like, hey, our cards won't catch fire. It, it you know, it, it really depends on like how they reduce the power load. Because sometimes you end up with hotter cards. It, it, I, I always wonder about that because I've heard about that. You know, it's like their big marketing thing is it runs it it runs with less electricity. It's it and then all of a sudden you hear about the cards burning out faster. Right. And that can happen if like but like that comes down largely to like poor materials, um, poor yeah. construction. Yeah. And and they didn't do that with this, which is good. Um, well I mean if they're so... charging as much as they do for them, they better so that's another thing AMD did. They are pricing very competitively with a NVIDIA. <laughs> so NVIDIA cards are costing like $1,600, $1,700. For the new ones, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, AMD's going, no, 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 $900, $800. Which, which is a great way to get good share in a market. Cause... Which is... Yeah, it's still a lot, but like when you're when you when there's only like two people in competition and your card's like seventy percent cheaper. Uh. I remember when I bought my 1080 Ti back when that was <laughs> cutting edge technology. It was like four hundred dollars. It was four hundred dollars, and that was expensive. <laughs> that was expensive. That was throwing a lot of money on a graphics card. My 1080 yeah. Ti died in a year. Well, what I had mine fuck? for almost six before it started to die. Yeah, those cards. Those cards are known to last a while. Oh, that's weird. Um, okay. Well, if you buy a new computer with a graphics card in it, always check to see if it came overclocked. Oh yeah. no! That's my advice. Yeah. You made the mistake. Okay. I didn't yeah. know to check. Okay. I mean, I'm not that much of a gamer, so I didn't know to check. I learned in that moment. Yeah. See, and I'm planning on liquid cooling, so I wanna, I wanna overclock on purpose. <laughs> so that's one thing I've never messed with. If you, you can do it right, I've learned that through through Stolas, they had you you had that one computer that well i mean you've learned the hard way about what can happen with so i went in, well I went, in, <laughs> I went in on new technology i went in on like a case that had built-in cooling built into it and it was like a new thing so i did the risk of like trying out something new and getting like bit in the ass for it um i mean if it if it, it, if you want to look at on the bright side, if you didn't buy a computer that broke, you bought a computer that can convert into a fish tank. <laughs> I actually um, saw a video of someone who built a computer in an aquarium with fish swimming around it. I've seen that. That's, That's fucking really cool. wild. Whoa. My my favorite custom computer builds are the shitty looking ones. Like oh when someone gosh. builds a computer into a tire or Ooh. just like pieces of wood with boards connected to them. Uh, you know, I, I really, really like that like exposed board air-cooled crazy nonsense that works because 
the only reason that it's not done is because it looks ugly. One of the ones I like is when people do sleeper builds. So they'll put like top end great parts and like liquid in a Dell box like or something. an old 90s box. And then you're like, oh, this thing can't do anything. And then you look inside and it's got like hard tubing, liquid cooling, 3090 Ti. And you're like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, those are so fun. So I think David, my, I think for my, sorry, I'm going to get on this bandwagon. The favorite I ever saw besides the aquarium one i was at a a, a, a medium-sized uh land party tournament for counter-strike back in the mid-2000s and this guy showed up with his computer built into an igloo cooler that's so wild that he would that's then a dump, land party computer that he would then dump ice and put his drinks in while it was running that's a land party computer <laughs> that's, that's amazing. awesome <laughs> i had one of those strap dealies that you put on the tower and you you pick it up and take it to oh, your friend's yeah, house nice. yeah yeah, yeah that, oh, we were just talking about that the other day because um, we were talking with a friend about doing a land party at the house, and they were like, um, "Do I need to bring? Uh, how am I going to bring my computer? You know, we haven't done that kind of thing in years." And I was like, "We have extra computers. You don't really need to." <laughs> I used to host a land party at my house every every year around the 420 holiday, where I'd have 10 or 15 people over. We'd bring computers and Xboxes, and a buddy of mine had a 20 port uh, a 20 port switch. So we could all log into a LAN and uh, play, so, play video games. It was awesome. That's, that's oh man, I miss those days. Those are what did you days. do for the 419th and 418th holidays? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> so I think it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask. So, David, what's nerdy with you? Well, uh, I went to a wedding yesterday. That was a fun. Wedding? Yeah, my sister got married. Wow, you sound. It was fun. Food not, was good. You food sound food was good. At the uh, the atmosphere was nice. Location was beautiful. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a fun time. You have wedding face. You have. I had fun, but I'm yeah. tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm very tired, and it was <sighs> for someone that deals with social anxiety like I have, having to Ooh. be in a ballroom full of people that I'm barely even related to for an extended period of time was taxing. In you know what, more, David? More ways than I can count. <laughs> you know, David. I'm also tired. Tired of Brian's shit. You know, I'm also tired of my shit. I mean, I'm tired of shit in general. So what fun things did you do at the wedding? Did you do anything exciting? No, I propped up a wall pretty well. Like, and, uh, like when the pastor was like, if there's any reason why these two should not be wed. Oh, it wasn't. Like, a, it, run it was, and go like, I'm in love with him. It was. No, I was going for a very specific vibe of, was he here? Yeah, I think he was here. <laughs> I like the vibe. I like that vibe. <laughs> it's a good vibe. Yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, yeah, it was fun times. And then let's see. Uh, what else have I done lately? Um, I my D D campaign still going. We playing weekly. Uh, how's that uh, going? It's going all right. We're uh, almost through book three at Carrion Crown. Oh, nice. You know yeah. what I want to do? I I would like to like DM like a like a pre made module, mm. and I kind of want to do the 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 Feyrum one. I I'm unfamiliar with it. So fifth edition, they released a they released fairies as a playable race um in a pre-made oh, campaign fifth ed. okay yeah i know stuff. sorry fifth ed yeah i know what you're talking about okay yeah so it's like a carnival with fairies that sounds it sounds Ooh, fun excuse to me. me yeah Let's yeah i know it is so i would ask brian oh you're supposed to ask brian but well brian now that leave? now that brian's back hey brian what's uh what's nerdy with you my friend i so i did one of my favorite things i broke down i moved furniture is the best way to put it i um took everything out of a bookshelf and moved it and put stuff around the house and put stuff in boxes um now this isn't one of those things where i take something normal and make it nerdy this is a nerdy thing for me because i went through all my comic books that were in the bookshelf and i read a bunch of them and i oh, nice. also moved some stuff into the bookshelf behind me that wasn't Ooh. there before so one Whoa. second while I mute my mic and take my headphones Sh off. Show and tell. Show and tell. <laughs> what did Brian for, find? For those of you uh, listening and can't see what Brian is grabbing off of his shelf to bring closer to the camera, if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio, we have a, so I think it's a $5 a month tier that lets you get access to our behind the scenes videos. David, that was an amazing transition. I love that. I'm so, I, I love, I love that so much. So this is, um, this is Stolas. 
Why am I a goblin? <laughs> I assumed that you oh, that's good. Thanks, picked goblin. the name from the goblin. This has always been Stolas. <laughs> no, I picked the name from the, the owl demon in the in the um the Lesser Key of Solomon book. I think that's what the goblin picked the name from, too, apparently. Probably. I mean, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Ah, so, oh, wow. I can put the goblin on the laptop, and it's still off camera. Yep. So let's fix that. Nice. Brian's got his own Grogu. It's a goblin with a giant D20. Yeah. So this is a Paizo Pathfinder goblin. I've had it for a while. Um, and then this is my Domo. In a, in a Domo cup? So 7-Eleven had a promotion where you could get a Domo cup. I remember I that. And I kept it. I still have my Domo cup. With and it's sitting and, in it is a Domo. And the Domo I got from Urban Outfitters years ago. Double Domo. Yeah. Um, Domo was like an ad, right? Like or yeah. bumpers or something. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. One of those random, just you know, throwaway characters that suddenly I mean, blew up. At some time, I, at one point, I looked it up, but I don't remember anymore. Um, this is my cycling statue. It's not like a prize or anything. I just found it at a store and thought it was cool, and I like to ride. So um, it, I, um, to give a little bit more context, um, I really like like rebar art, and um, my grandfather used to do um, nail art where he would. Um, he would bend nails into little statues. Nice. Um, you know, sometimes you see them like it'll be a little statue and it'll be like a doctor. He had those. Uh-huh. Gotcha. Neato. Yeah. All right. And once again, for those that want to have any visual clue whatsoever to the things that Brian is holding on, that's patreon.com slash nerdpodcast. I thought video. saying it was a... St- it was a cycling statue made out of rod. I didn't say rod iron. I said rebar, but I mean, it's, it's what now this is cast iron, but, um, make, a, make up your mind, Brian. It's it three different cute. things. I mean, Pathfinder cute. goblin holding a D 20 domo in a domo cup. I mean, it's a coffee cup. It's a seven 11, 12 ounce coffee cup with domo's face on. It's pretty awesome. I've saved it for years. I mean, I've had it a really long time. Um, okay. So I have my deck of stories, which I got at Rose city comic-con. And um, but not a deck of many. Those don't actually exist. What this is? Wow, rude. Sorry. I have one of those. Never mind. They do exist. Brian's got one. Never mind. I have a deck of many. He does exist. He. They they do do exist. exist. My favorite commercial ever. Yeah. Santa. He does exist. They do exist. They do exist. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Oh my god. Santa. Okay, we're we're gonna con- this isn't gonna like if you're listening to the audio on the live, it's just gonna skip to me talking about the deck. But it's taking for me forever to get the plastic off this thing. You haven't actually so. even opened it. Um, no, it. it I am wow. not jamming anything right now. So, so what this is is <laughs> it it uses orc rules, and you go through and you um you match the letters to the type of the thing in the game. And it gives little adventure story lead things. Mm. I have tons of stuff like this, and I rarely use them. I've used a few of them. I, like I used the plot twist deck from Paizo in my jamming, but I used the I crit, just like I, I used the crit deck for a while. And then I I got this at a farmer's market. Choose stupid. It's not an alignment. Nice chaotic. Oh, chaotic stupid. stupid. It's not an alignment. Yeah. Yeah. It's so a, it uh, is a dice tray. That says chaotic stupid is not in alignment, and it has illumination kind of like filigree stuff on it. It's very nice. Yeah, I like the Celtic knots. Yeah, this was hand done, and yeah, they 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 did all sorts of cool stuff. Um, like I don't know what you call it. Is it needlepoint? I don't know. I don't what's know the, what, what's the material so we, made. I can't tell what the material's made out of. Leatherish. Okay, then it's. I, I doubt it's, it's real. Then it's embroidery if it's actual embroidery. thread, or if it's embroidery. It's it's thread. So okay, embroidery? then it's embroidery. It's been embroidered. Okay, yeah. Anyway, yeah, the person did it by hand, and they awesome. had they had like dragons and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, um, the reason why this is my nerdy thing is because you know I organized and moved things and went through. Brian things. got to play with all his nerdy toys. He Basically, he had. Um, we took one of the bookshelves and moved it to the other side of the TV because we had them both right next to each other to make room for a new fish tank. So we're going to have three fish tanks now. Wow. Yeah, we got a 32 and a half gallon. So you found Nemo? No, it's freshwater. Ah. <laughs> um, I mean, technically, there's a there's a saltwater shop not too far away from here that sells, that sells clownfish. So, I mean, I have found Nemo. And they I don't know what Dory's fish type is, but um. they, they put them in the same tank and they do it because of that. I mean, I'm sure I've seen Dory and Nemo and lots of fish uh, tanks at fish shops. 
I'm sure. Um, have I talked about the fish tank thing on the show before? Not that I know of. Yeah, Heather got into remember. the hobby, and we're we're like fish tank crazy. We, nice. I mean, this will be number three, but I mean, it it it's basically referred to. This is the fish tank until we get another fish tank, and then we'll get another fish tank. My mom and stepdad have like six of them, so trust you me, go I get it. Crazy. It's, yeah. They got a yeah. big one. They got one that's like twelve feet long, and they got well, they got a couple of small, like thirty gallon ones, and they got the big, huge one, and He's building a pond in their backyard. For, oh, uh, wow. I'm <laughs> sure that's going to happen here. Um, I'm back. A lot of it. I didn't know you were gone. I didn't look at the chat. I'm rude. Um, a lot of the whole fish tank thing is how much weight can the floor hold? Yeah. Um, but you can put truck jacks under the floor to add additional support. Yes, you can. You know what? I've never gotten to that hobby, but the fish tank hobby is actually really interesting. I can imagine you doing something like that after the ants. I want to do that with ants. I'm not going to lie. I want to do a thing where I have like a whole stand underneath and I want to put all the like the ant nests into that. And I want to run tubes up into a fish tank and that's where they gather stuff. That's and what then the I do whole thing do. is a computer tower. You know what? Okay. It's so actually not a terrible idea. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, no, I saw. So I watched this guy on YouTube. Um, they're called Linus Tech Tips. They're like a really big like um, YouTube like company. And they do like tech tips and they do like computer stuff. And they did an episode where the CEO of the company, he has a server room in his house and it runs really hot. And he was like, I'm wasting this heat, just blowing it away. So he decided to set up a thing and he uses the heat of his server room to heat his pool. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, what? And he does this whole thing where he shows how he did it. It was really cool. That is pretty cool. So are we voting on who won now? Yes. Then stole it. I, I have first. a I have a um trivia question before we move on to who voted. All right. Because you said Linus. Sure. You said Linus, and that made me think of Linus Torvalds. Does anyone here know who Linus Torvalds is? I've heard no, the name, but no clue. No you. clue. No clue. Um, that is the inventor of Linux. Ah. Uh, oh, that's cool. You know, I want to get smart enough to do Linux. Yeah, I don't know enough about programming. Yeah, I'd like to get that smart because I hear I hear if like you know what you're doing, it's better. Yeah, the than problem Windows. is is you have to get you have to figure out ways to to uh, basically jailbreak your programs and stuff to run on the operating system. So as long as you are comfortable doing that and know how to do it well, it's not bad. But I have to do one more because you've gotten me into a tech mindset. Mm. Oh, Does anybody nice. here know who Tim Berners Lee is? No, I know who tim burton is no you're asking me about names of people that i yeah no tim berners lane is the inventor of http oh i have hypertext transfer protocol right yeah he basically invented the internet <laughs> or the web that is neat i like your facts brian they're Stolas, facts. who do you vote for and why um oof. i know it's like a faux pas to do this but i'm gonna be honest i do think my thing was nerdier than your guys' thing but i will give brian definitely two because that was pretty nerdy you know i'll give you brian three and i'll give me and David one. You only get Wait, four. I only get four. I'll give Brian two, and I'll give you and me one, Aww. David. Thank you, Stolas. Okay, so I'm voting for myself, but I'm not. I'm not doing it the the, the no, no, you're good. very you're good. selfish way. You're good. You're good. You're good. So uh, to play off uh, what Brian just did, uh, have any of you ever heard the name Ethan Zuckerman? No. no. He invented the pop-up ad. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's no, that's not cool. That guy, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't like that guy. Yeah, he was the inventor of pop up ads. I don't like him. I don't, I don't like. So, David, who does do you anybody vote in here for? know who Ferris Santun is? No. Uh, nope. That is the founder of Pornhub. <laughs> huh. huh. Don't shake his hands. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's the rich enough to have other people to pay, play, play with it for him. I couldn't have planned that better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, voting, voting, voting. Uh, I'm gonna give Stolas three because that is really nerdy. Yeah, and I'm gonna give Brian one. Okie doke, that works. All four to Stolas. Yeah, yay! I won. This is the first time I've won in a while. Yeah, anybody you're, uh... who can get me bored with tech information is very nerdy. I could do worse, but I didn't want to bore you too no, much. Notice how Brian's the one that tapped out. I was still having a I conversation know. with you. I know. <laughs> I do it at work all day, guys. I do it at work all day. And Brian doesn't game as much as we do. I know. I just thought it was funny that he's the tech guy and we killed him. 
That is, it is pretty funny. I agree. It is I, funny. I am. Um, hold on. Redistributing idea for later. There. Saved for after the thing with the bonus. Okay. Stuff. okay We're getting better okay, at this okay. programming thing. The the hiccups and Brian are getting easier and easier to, to fix. Speaking of improvisational, nonsensical humor. Boobity wobbly timey wimey. Um bibbity bobbity bobbity lippy toppy tuta. Sure. <sighs> sure, Brian. Let me look sure. up that whole thing because I'd like to say it. Kapla. Let's see. Let's see. Uh de... Don't edit this out, Brian. I want the viewers to get the same experience we're getting. No, I I, <laughs> I only I, the viewers. There's just, silence. No. there's just silence that gets edited out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, don't show the yeah, just show the video of this with no sound. <laughs> <laughs> they just see Brian just like duh, 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 and they're like, what mm. is going on? <laughs> oh god. <sighs> I love us. Can I find it? That is the question. Oh, it's called Strange Noises with My Mouth. <clears throat> okay. Your your Google history, man. The FBI guy who's watching over you must be very baffled sometimes. <laughs> you know what? And and like writers too. I love when like writers are like, so I just had to Google like how to melt a body. I'm sure the FBI is loving what's going on. <sighs> Apparently, speaking of obscure fact, you can give a body to a bunch of pigs and they'll just eat everything except for the teeth. I yep. can only find video and I can't replay video because of copyright. Ha ha! Um, oh no! Yay! Okay, moving on. Oh, here, here, here. I think I found it. I we think I found... On, we, we wait on bated breath. I think I found your mom. She's Whoa. a very... She's okay. a very lovely. She's a very lovely person. She I is. have met Brian's mom. She's very nice. She is a sweetheart. I don't know. Oh, okay. This working? Martha, before I change, here's a list of instructions for when I'm human. One, don't let me hurt anyone. We can't have that. But you know what humans are like. Two, don't worry about the TARDIS. I'll put it on emergency power so they can't detect it. Just let it hide away. Four, no. Wait a minute. Three, no. Getting involved <laughs> in the big historical events. Four, you. Don't let me abandon you. And five, very important. Five, don't let me eat pears. I hate pears. John Smith is a character I made up, but I won't know that. I'll think I am him, and he might do something stupid like eat a pear. And in three months, I don't want to wake up and be human and taste that. And six... Now I have to talk for around about a minute without hesitation, deviation, or whatever the other thing is. It's like that panel game on Channel 4, like Rory just pointed out. However, I'm going to move on and say number seven and talk about my other favorite band, which is the House Martins. I don't know if anyone remembers the House Martins, but the best gig I ever went to was at the Scottish Exhibition and Conference Center in about December. It must have been 1990 and the House Martins were playing, and it was quite simply the best gig I've ever been to. They split up quite soon afterwards. I don't know what that tells you about that particular event. I'm sitting in the TARDIS now, and I'm going to wind up soon, but not before I make a few strange noises with my mouth that will go somewhere along the lines of bingle bangle, dingle dongle, yickety doo, yickety Da ping pong lippy tuppy tuta and twenty three. If anything goes wrong, if they find us, Martha, then you know what to do. Open the watch. Everything I am is kept safe in there. Now I've put a perception filter on it so the human me won't think anything of it. To him, it's just a watch, but don't open it unless you have to, because once it's open, then the family will be able to find me. It's all down to you, Martha. Your choice. Oh, and thank you. Anyway, what that is, is Adam did dialogue on the show. He had to go through this whole speech explaining things. Whoa. Mm -hmm. In the video, Martha fast forwards it. So they had to record him saying a bunch of crap to make it look like he was talking during the fast forward. And he decided to do that. And then unlike most shows, they released it to the public. Interesting. Did you find that absurd? It was very weird. I mean, it was quite absurd for me to read a big long thing in the middle of a show. And absurdist humor is a thing that we're finally getting to. You could say it was absurd. Do you guys get the joke because you know that that show on puffin forest he did this whole thing where he made a character and he was like his name is absurd that's absurd too guys i'm also doing absurd humor i have no idea what you're talking about uh, i just wanted to see how long we could just be quiet <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you guys so much um absurd humor is basically it's like surprise humor where something goes completely off the rails a really good example of this is monty python that's why i thought this would be a good thing to do because we all know monty python rick and morty does a lot of absurd humor and shock humor in addition to the absurd humor um i mean perfect level is a really good example of something completely absurd um, um and the mighty boosh that 
I was not a fan of that show. I liked it. I thought it was funny. That's I like the people in it and other stuff they've done, but the show itself, I was not a fan of. So, David, mm. do you think that most absurd humor tends to be pretty polarizing? Did you pay for the five-minute argument or the full half hour? I don't uh, remember what the next line was, damn it. <laughs> I know what you were referencing. I don't know what you were referencing. Well, wasn't it was a he pi- there it was for... It was the argument clinic. Wasn't he there for... He was there for... He was there for an argument. No, yeah, he went for an argument and he got sarcasm. He started out with sarcasm, then abuse, and then he ends up in the argument clinic in the the correct place arguing with John Cleese. So I'm going to be honest here, guys. You guys are going to hate me for this, but the only Monty Python I've seen was Holy Grail. I'm I'm dead serious. The fact that you've seen Annie... Flying, Flying Circus was great, but there are it was the skits were very hit and miss. They were either Wait. funny as hell or I also saw I also saw the 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 brother of Jesus. I saw that one too. So you saw Life of Brian? Yeah, I saw Life of Brian. So you've seen more well, Python he, than you, he, than you gave yourself he credit wasn't for. his brother. He was someone who had a parallel life. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, what's what's the best example of a ch- absurd humor in the life of Brian, in your opinion? Because I have mine. Oh my god, I haven't seen it in a long, long time because oh my god, what was it? I don't have one. I haven't seen it in a while. It was probably a couple it's years so ago, and I forgot. I forgot a bunch of it. Go ahead, Brian. I think it's when Brian switched his words at the beginning of the episode. Was Life of Brian that one where he like had a bunch of where? Oh, oh my God, Brian! Jesus Christ! That took me like half a second to get. I'm like, okay. What the best thing is is when I said it, David's on the other end of the camera going, "He's gonna do it." God damn it, he's gonna do it. He walked away. So was Life of Brian that one where like he had a bunch of followers too, just like Jesus? Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen it, but the so forgive me if I get this wrong, listeners. He had the the Magi came to his place first. Right, and then there, they left. And then they left, and then he has a parallel experience where he starts doing the same kind of stuff in the in in but there's also a lot of commentary on the story. I mean, Blessed are the Cheesemakers is a really good example because the whole the joke I, of the Sermon on the Mount of the guys in the, the back not the being able to hear him. The people in the back him. not being able to understand. What? Yeah. Yeah. It, okay, I think I remember that. But that particular joke, what most I there there are very few jokes in the in the movie that are really like that can be broken down as offensive. I mean, I think the only reason people called it offensive is because they dared make anything about christianity but and there was a lot of male nude full frontal male nudity in it yeah the joke was there yeah See, i don't remember <laughs> apparently nudity is kind of a common thing in like british humor yeah it's not a, it's not as stigmatized over there See, like I, the, I don't remember like there was I, this tr- I may have seen it on tv too there's the scene when he opens after he sleeps with what's her name the first morning he wakes up and walks over to his window and throws open the curtains and he's buck naked and he's standing there in the hallway and there's thousands of people lighting the alum and start cheering as soon as he opens up and he's full-on hardcore naked <laughs> well so like an example um and i guess this would be considered absurd humor because it's kind of like absurd and you don't expect it but like there's this trans actress she got into some hot water because she did this like comedy thing and i guess towards the end of it she gets like fully on like naked at the end of the show uh or her skit and people are getting very upset about that because like oh my gosh how dare this like trans woman get naked in front of all these people but here's the thing apparently that comedy show has a history of the comedians doing that like i guess it's just a common thing that they do it's just like oh this is just a funny thing our comedians do sometimes i don't know if you would call that absurd i mean you could call that shock or controversial i would think it's absurd it's just like oh comedians just get naked here getting naked in a show doesn't defy logic it's just well i think it defies logic well, I think it defies logic in the sense of like you don't expect that like somebody to just get randomly naked in a yeah, public I, place. Yeah, I think you would call that shock humor, or um, you know, I mean, you can have unexpected humor and it not be absurd. I mean, okay, let's discuss this. D- let let let's let's have the intermediary, David. If it's shocking, does that make it absurd? What makes it absurd? What makes it? In my opinion, the absurd is something that defies normality. Something that you know that's not what you think. You know, if someone were to take words completely literally, and suddenly you see it in front of you, or oh, kind of like Amelia Bedelia, like the book Amelia uh, Bedelia. Never read it. Couldn't tell you. She was this. It was like a kid's 
book series, and it was yeah, neither of us million. have heard of it. So you're gonna yeah. have to tell us stuff. Well, I'm, I, I'm I, trying I, to explain it right now. I am I'm listening. So Amelia Bedelia, the the whole the whole joke of the thing was she would take everything very seriously. So if they would say things like there was a uh, one of the books where she was playing baseball, and they were like, okay, now it's time for you to run home, and she literally ran home. Yeah, that's absurd. That's absurdist comment. That was that was the whole point of the book. It's like a little kid's book, and it's this it's this lady that like she doesn't get like um onomatopoeias or sayings mm-hmm. she takes everything you say very literally yeah, and it was a very you can't, you, you can't use idioms with people right and it's it was a very fun way to explain to kids like idioms and sayings to them i'm yeah. familiar with that character that was the the one that um wanted to kill thanos right sure brian sure so in robin hood men in tights uh okay. they're doing this speech okay. at the end he goes uh, uh lend me your ears and they all pull off their ears and throw them at him that's absurd that's yeah. absolutely absurd because it it doesn't justify logic it defies reality exactly yeah, it looks yeah. Like gross <laughs> okay I I okay. Did anybody I, get the joke? I mean, no, I didn't get that joke. I'm sorry. I was attempting to. Have deadpan you seen through it. Guardians of the Galaxy? I was I, attempting to deadpan through it to make it funnier, I, but I did see I did see Guardians of the Galaxy. Drax the Destroyer takes everything literally. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Nothing. Yes. Nothing would fly over my head. I'd catch it. I love how he was invisible that entire movie. <laughs> oh my god. I, that was that was absurd humor. How everybody like made a giant like meme joke out of it. Memes are pretty absurd sometimes. Memes can get very absurd, mm-hmm. especially Gen Z memes. Have you seen Gen Z memes? Their memes are very absurd. Okay, lightning round. Give an example of a meme that you consider absurd humor. Stole it. Okay, so Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll uh, go with I'll go with the Gen Z one, the one that I saw recently. So there is a Gen Z meme where they just like do a thing that has to do with beans. So it'll be like me and my boys going to go get some beans, and it's like. And it's, have you seen that picture of the like the old school like um, comic book characters where they're like uh, they're like kind of smiling and it's like me and the boys and so it's like them kind of like smiling and there's like a can of beans that's the meme yeah that's that the whole meme. And, and that got ref that got blown up from that one video where they were like the difference between memes now and memes in the early internet right yeah like these the the new memes today do not make sense and I think that's kind of the point of it though is to not it's not supposed to make sense I I guess yeah I guess it's I think you and I probably saw the same thing. It's kind of like a like a kind of weird meta commentary on like how the world doesn't really make sense to Gen Z these days. So they're kind of just poking fun at how just dumb everything is. Me and the boys going to the ice cream truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Brian? What's a what's an example of like an absurd meme that you're like in your head? You're like, what the what? Well, I can't think of anything to say. So here's a picture of a bunny with a pancake on its head. That's a good one. Okay, okay, okay. That that is my favorite absurd meme. That is my absolute favorite. Does David have one? He's older than one of. No, one that's of my, not true. One of my favorites is actually from Family Guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Conway Twitty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Family Guy. Yeah. The falling and skinning his knee. Oh God, you watch yes. it. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the callback to that several times. But yeah. Uh, no, the comic twitty joke is the don't comic make twitty the mouth sound thing. into your microphone. Ah. <laughs> or uh, when they're in England, it's ah bugger. Yeah. Bugger. Bugger. <laughs> okay, I have a question. So we had that debate a little bit ago of does shock count as absurd which i i agree i don't think i don't think shock is necessarily absurd like all absurd is shock but not all shock is absurd i mean you could say it's absurd but not very well thought out like it's just the other thing is comedy is completely subjective to the person that's viewing it so something someone might find hilarious someone else might go that's not funny okay Taking off your clothes at the end of a comedy show, I don't consider that absurd. I don't either. But if you were to do a production of Hamlet where um, the character of Polonius is naked through the whole thing for no reason. That would be absurd. Yeah. Where... Everything is straight. The whole and no, show, no one makes mention of it whatsoever. And nobody brings naked. it up. You know, it's sort of like when, I mean, I know plays have done things experimental like this. Well, they'll do like a Shakespearean play and one character will be in modern clothes. That's funny. No, the reason why I asked this is I had a question. Are a dead baby joke absurd? No. I know they're yes. shocking, but are they I, absurd? I think they're, I think they are, can, no, I think they're more shock humor. Because, unless there's a twist 
based on it. For example, if you the whole I'm not I don't want to tell any because yeah, I mean, don't tell them. My, but, but I think we I mean, know they're them. mostly designed to be like, oh, they're grown jokes. They don't break logic or reason. They're just grown jokes. Um, but if you were like, um, if you were like, um, why did the chicken cross the road? Because it pecked up. A, Be- yeah. Because, yeah. That's a little bit more. I don't know. It, this is a really good discussion that what's maybe if we have some more exer- examples of something that's absolutely absurd. Ladies and gentlemen, Comrade Tweedy is a non sequitur. It's absurd. It's unexpected. It's a running gag that they continue. Um, ladies and gentlemen, now for something completely different. Oh, yeah. Right. The, the, um, the end because, with the foot squashing everybody. Because they'll do the joke once, and then every time they do it again, there's a new, there's a new twist and something just completely random. Um, the cop showing up and arresting everyone at the end of Monty Python and the right. Holy Grail, which is also a pun. I know. I because was it's say, a cop-out our, ending. I was going to say, are puns considered absurdist humor? I'm sure they can be. They can? I, I mean, mean, I've given a few examples of absurdist humor during the show, just doing random shit that made you guys just kind of go, what the hell's going on, and then laugh a little bit. Absolutely. You know, you know what? I Here's the funny <laughs> thing. I never got that pun from Monty Python, from uh, Holy Grail. Oh, the cop-out show? <laughs> I never got that pun. I learned about it pun. recently, so don't feel bad. Yeah. I learned about that absolutely not that long ago. I learned I, about it from Brian. Yeah, I read something. Oh, yeah, I told David about that, and he was Blue like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Um, just... I was either listening to something or reading something, and it was just like, I can't believe I just learned this. Yeah, that's so me. cool. Um, Do you guys want to know a really funny fact about the Holy Grail? Sure. So I can't wait. Apparently, Holy Grail was meant to be a flop. Well, yeah, so, it was filmed on like 80,000 pounds in the countryside of England. No, so... <laughs> Apparently, the company, the the holy the Monty Python company, they were going bankrupt at the time, and so what they needed to do is they wanted to make a very inexpensive flop, and the idea was is it was going to flop so bad that they could use it as like a tax expenditure, as like a loss or something like that, and they oh. would have and to save the company. They and tried ended to up, pull up producers, I see. Right, but it ended up saving the company in a different way, in that it was so successful it pulled them out of bankruptcy. I. Where did you get that from? I don't remember. Because I've watched. Yeah, I've lots seen a lot of, of the behind the scenes stuff, stuff about it. I mean, they were. They I know that they got financed by what? Led um, Zeppelin and George uh, Harrison. George Harrison. I I don't know. I wonder I, if that's I, one of those things that people say, but it's I actually think not true. That one might be urban legend. I don't I, know. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things. My favorite anec- my favorite anecdote from all of uh, all of Python's films is from Life of Brian, and it was uh, in the biggest dickest scene. All the extras that were playing the soldiers were told that if they laughed, they weren't going to get paid. What? That's, that's why they're trying so hard to not laugh. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Um, so, so that guy's over there. He's going, "Oh, you find something humorous when I say the biggest dickus," and that guy is literally like chewing on his inner lip to stop himself from laughing. Oh, One man. of the things about um, the way they made money for that movie was they got big British bands to invest in it, mm-hmm. and it was like their friends. But the reason why is because um, the taxes in Britain at the time were really bad, so it was like a write-off to invest in a movie, mm-hmm. and that's why why they put so much into it. Mm. Yeah, I know Zeppelin gave them money. Uh, what you said? George Harrison. Yeah, Harrison did. did. You know what was? Uh, you know what? It's another one we haven't brought up yet. Um. I'm wondering if it would count as absurd. I think it has some absurd jokes, and it would be uh, Wayne's World. Yeah. Wayne's World. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Quite there, a bit. There's, there's a lot of absurdity. Um, breaking the fourth wall a lot. Constant be. breaking the fourth wall. Like that. Like when they're talking about, like, oh, I can't believe these people would sell out. Mmm. I love the flavor of Pepsi Classic. It's so delicious. <laughs> yeah, that was 1,000% a complete absurd. Yeah, yeah. To wink it, at absolutely the... absurd. Uh, parody is a form of absurd humor it can be a, it depends yeah. um but wayne's world wasn't parody rain's wayne's world was a movie based off a skit and they brought a lot of that that skit comedy mentality to it mm-hmm. and skit comedy irreverent has, and has had a lot of irre- irreverent ab- and absurd humor in it um i um well yeah because there there's was, no there's no permanency in skits so you could just kind of do whatever there was this great sketch comedy group called the state 
in the 90s and um they had this one routine and i might it might be upright citizens brigade i might be confusing the mm. two because they were very similar groups um uh, but they had this great skit where this um this kid had a disorder that the only thing he could say was shut up <laughs> and okay the routine was the adult would be left with the kid and be like oh yeah how are you doing shut up yeah i i yeah, I know. I, I'm sorry for you. It's so bad that you have that condition. Shut up. And it basically revolted. It, it, it evolved into the person beating the shit out of the kid. Oh, my no, God. Ew, shut up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it was played was, by an adult, by the way. If No, I get right. it. I was going to say, a, a, a lot of, like, Saturday Night Live stuff is a lot of absurdist humor. I mean, you, you think back on some of the, I mean, the oh, Coneheads. Coneheads. Yeah. So, uh, so, here, I got one. And I doubt Maybe you guys haven't seen this because it might be past your time. But speaking of sketch comedy and being absurd, The Amanda Show. I've heard of I it. remember The Amanda Show. It was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Vines. She got her yeah. big start on all that, which yeah. was the, the Saturday Night Live for kids. Right. So, like, they, yeah, it was basically the Saturday Night Live for kids. Um, And so The Amanda Show would do really goofy things. So, like, one of the things it did is they had a skit that would kind of make fun of um Judge Judy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, she would always be like, she'd like give her like her her verdict and like she would dole out punishes, punishments, things like um, for like being found guilty of this thing, you must wear like a bowl of beans on your head. And then it would always end with and now the damn scene lobsters and then like lobster people in lobster suits would come down into the courtroom and just dance. Let me um, bring one a little bit closer to my age. Keenan and Kel. Oh, Keenan yeah. and Kel, yeah. Love, love uh, that yeah. show. Um, but when I was a kid, we had You Can't Do That on Television. Yep. And um, Out of Control, mm-hmm. which was Dave Coulier's show. Yeah, I remember that one. Dave Coulier played Joey in Full House. Stole us. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, cut yeah, it yeah. out. He's a stand-up yeah. comedian and puppeteer. He's, yeah, he's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's actually a really good comedian. He had, and um, there's a really great story about how Alanis Morissette's song. Um, oh, you're so vain. No, okay, no, that's that's not. Alanis no, you're right. Morissette. Sorry, I'm thinking uh, someone else. Um, sorry. Is it so? I don't remember. I, it's been a while since I've heard I, this. I had it in my head, and then you said you're so. You're vain. right. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm gonna <laughs> look up Coulier. So I'm going to make a bunch of connections here, okay? To get to an absurd comedy thing. Okay. So you brought up. You want to know. I knew it. I I doubted it. Sorry. And that song is supposed to be about Dave Coulier. It's an urban legend. It may be true. Um, Dave Coulier has commented about it. We still don't know if it's true. I'm sure you can. I'm, there might be information about it on the wiki. I don't know. So you brought up Full House earlier. Brian was also talking about the kid saying shut up, which kind of sounds like a form of Tourette's. OK, so here we go. Absurd comedy. The Tourette's guy and the whole Bob Staggett thing. Mm. Now, did that person actually have Tourette's? I don't know. I've heard rumor that he didn't. But I mean, I remember who, who that. Knows? It who was. Knows? Well, I mean, the early internet is filled with absurd humor, like you're the man now, dog, over and over and over and over again. Ah, yes, we're all the man now, dog. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, that would be absurd. Just the guy, just the guy blind. God, oh, Bob Saget. I, I don't want this to turn into, have you seen this? No. Have you seen this? No. But I'm going to say it anyway, because I really hope one of you have seen it. Have you ever, any of you seen Dr. Tran, the web series? I don't, yes. I haven't. I haven't. In its entirety. I'm so happy that you haven't stole us. How you because, find my village? Because we're going to share this with you oh, after God. the show. Oh, my God. And it okay. is going to change your life forever. Eat you guys fuck you up. Especially the Toy Store episode. Oh, good God. Toy Store! Did you, did you guys uh, ever see Mr. Bees? No. He's like he's like a superhero named Mr. Bees. And so he would go around and his whole thing was he would just release bees places. So he'd be like, oh, this office has a has a distinct lack of bees in it i know how i can help i could release bees it's very absurd mm. off the show have guys. you ever taken off your top and gotten killed by craig kinnear what what i don't 
I don't it's know from, this one. It's from Toy Story episode of Dr. Tram. Oh, oh God. Well, that's, it's been, that's, okay, for the record, it's been it. like eight years since I've seen Dr. Tran. It's uh, been a long time. I remember Dr. Tran from you, like college you, there, days. Those were some good quotes, though. Toy Store will change your brain forever, Stolas. I'm going to share this shit with you. Okay. Uh, and, and listeners, feel free. Toy Store, Dr. Tran. It's great. It's it's. It's so great. It's absurd. It's yeah. So so Brian is right. Maybe we shouldn't do the whole like have you heard this? Have you heard this? Um I thought Invader Zim was pretty absurd. There's one particular character that was absurd. Gur the robot. You, you mean all of them? I mean, Gur was pretty absurd. I honestly would consider Invader Zim, but personally, Invader Zim was more surrealist than anything. Yeah, it but... was surreal, but there was I yeah, because everything made sense in the reality of the show. Yeah, that's actually true. Invader Zim was consistent, but oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Gur, it had some absurd humor. Absolutely. I mean, Gurr would be like, I'm going to explode. I do that sometimes. Mm. I'm going to yeah. sing a Doom song now. Yeah. Well, like, or things like, uh, like when they got lost in the city and he's like, uh, let's just use your jetpacks. And he's like, I don't, I didn't bring the jetpack fuel. And he's like, why? I, I filled it with potatoes. And yeah. he just, he just started eating a bunch of like yeah. potato salad. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't call, I, I'd say the show utilized absurd humor. It Rocco's I mean, Modern Life was much more of an absurd Dib's show. Father, Dib's father did some pretty crazy things. Rocco's Modern Life was very, very absurdist. You know what I'm realizing? A lot of old school Nickelodeon and cartoon was just absurd uh, humor. Red, That's Red, all it Red was. and Stimpy. Yeah. Thousand percent Red and Stimpy. Cow and chicken. I just, whenever I think of Mar- Rocco's Modern Life, I think of the episode that they banned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which one? The Carpet Munchers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. It's like, you know, the writers were just like, fuck them. <laughs> I, yeah. I just want to make this. I don't care that I'm I'm never going to work again. <laughs> well, I mean, it was very clear because, like, like, literally the main characters worked in a sex hotline. Like... Oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. Yeah, like that that whole show was wildly inappropriate for kids. Was it was it an adult show concept and they made it for kids? I like, baby, I don't know. I just well, that particular episode he was going through a bunch of different jobs he was trying, and one of them was at a sex hotline. My favorite example <laughs> of shows like that is Pee-Wee's Playhouse oh, was my an adult God. stand-up oh. show. Pee-Wee's yeah. Playhouse was absurd was absurd but, most of yeah, the time. But they I turned hilarious. this adult stand-up show into a very wholesome, actually beneficial kids show that has been acclaimed by experts as being a very good show for kids. Um, another example of a of a very absurd show that was meant for adults but became kid a kid show. Um, SpongeBob SquarePants. I can't watch it. I love too that much, show. Too many fla- too many flashing images. I find it to be too absurd. I find mm. that it kind of melts my brain a bit. I feel stupider after watching it. I haven't watched any of the new stuff, but I grew up watching the first like ten seasons of that. Yeah, I was. I I think I was basically an adult when it came out, so it. I I can't watch it. I think it can be watched by two types of people: children and parents who are exhausted from having a child. There's a third type of person that loves that show. Yeah, stoners. People that are stoned off their ass. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a lot of Gen Z loves it because they were raised on it. Yeah. Yeah. So like so how we were so how we were talking about all that and all those shows, SpongeBob SquarePants to like the new like twenty year olds, that's their kids show. That's that's their version of our like all that and all and like stuff like that. Well it's like, yeah, I like stuff I grew up with that Heather never watched because they didn't have cable when they were when she was growing up. So she just like I'll rewatch something and she'll be like, I don't like this. Hmm. It, it, um and you have the nostalgia of it, but she yeah, doesn't. Yeah, and I, I have context and memories. and Right. Um, so for her, it's an adult watching a kid's show and being like, this is stupid. I can't believe we haven't talked about um, Hitchhiker's Guide yet. Oh, that's very absurd. And um, um, cerebral and surreal and um, social commentary. Like two of my two or three of my favorite exchanges ever between characters are in that in in that that series. It's so fucking funny. It's a bit like being drunk. What's so bad about that? Ask a glass of water. Or like, um, or like the very beginning when he gets like taken up, and it's like the way he has to escape is listening to the like the dude's horrible comedy. No, the poetry, poetry, the poetry. Yeah, the poetry. Oh man, what's the 
the engine of the ship the the uh the improbability drive the improbability drive where you like you turn into a muppet for a few seconds and shit oh like that, yeah a whale suddenly burst into, into, into existence the... falling and uh, coming to terms with it only to be turned into a cup of marshmallows or whatever yeah. or a potted plant something like that yeah when it hits no the it was a potted plant versus a whale I don't remember. And it's the, been a while. The the whale crashed into the ground. The ground, And the right. potted plant thought, oh, here we go again. The absurdity of all of it, though, just uh, the overall arcing of you know, the answer the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 42. And then <laughs> in the miniseries, they tell you the question. There are things that are a little different about Hitchhikers and um, Monty Python. Monty Python will melt your brain most of the time and sometimes make you think. Mm-hmm. Hitchhiker's Guide makes you think first. A lot of the humor in Monty Python, especially their flying circus, they were trying to spoof the actual beat. BBC government and the way that they did things and presented information in a very surreal way to make it funny because of just the absurdity of some of the stuff the Brit- the BBC was doing. The interviews they'd have with people, the documentaries they were putting out about these stupid, like a, a railway work, a day in the life of a railway work. Yeah. What the hell cares? Come on. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, the, and the the whole um, argument thing was a commentary on bureaucracy. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, you have to wait on nine lines before you get to the place you need to go, and then there's it's completely pointless. Mm-hmm. And I bet you the joke of "I'm here for the argument" mm-hmm. is like I, I, you're I, gonna I, have an argument with the person that you end up needing to I, see. I'd like to have an argument, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're paying for what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Uh, Open the door. You half-witted, Nancy. I came in here for an argument. Oh, oh, sorry. This is abuse. No, argument's next door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a pretty good accent. I've watched it a lot. I mean, to be fair, there are people who do pay to be abused. Yes. And that opens up a entire different ball of, ball of yarn. A whole other world of topics. Brian's like typing. Okay. Thing to edit out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> But that is kind of the beauty of uh, the way, I mean, Python had to, Problem a lot of, oh, what? I just muted him. Oh, I just muted okay. Him. Oh, I see. I, uh, I'm just I was messing around. I don't even remember what I was going to say anymore. Sorry. Uh, it's fine. It wasn't important, obviously. All right, moving on. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think, I think um, Stolas is gone. I, I, I caused offense. I'm sorry. They left. Did, did I break it and they can't figure out how to unmute it? Oh, I got it. I'm dumb. <laughs> I just I just forgot to unmute off the screen. I kept like muting, unmuting my microphone instead uh, of the screen. Oops. Uh no, you didn't offend me. It's hard to offend. Okay. Me. I was like, I was like, this is a great bit because now they're they're not coming back. Oh uh music musically, there's a great oh. uh, absurdist track I remember suddenly off of uh Weird Weird Al Yankovic off of his Running with Scissors album. The song Albuquerque is oh, yeah. complete. 11 and a half minutes of complete absurdity. It was just random shit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's great. And you could picture he hates, it in your head. He hates sauerkraut. That's all he's really trying to say. <laughs> yeah. I um, I love that song. Oh, me too. It's great. What was it? <clears throat> Weird Al absurd. is a parody musician, Stolas. I know, who, I know who Weird Al is. I know who Weird okay. Al is. I know who Weird Al is. Well, the final track on the album Running With Scissors is like 11 and a half minutes long, and it's this rambling, absurdist rant about why he hates ha- sauerkraut, and it's called Albuquerque for some reason. <laughs> um, Stuck in a Drive-Thru, the parody that's, of that's another Trapped one. in a Closet. That's, that's another one. Uh, Trapped in a Closet itself. Jesus Christ. Okay, so, a closet. so speaking of absurd music, there is a a playlist on spotify called songs for when i'm eating gemstones in the museum gift shop and and it has three songs called mouth mouthful of precious stones i put all these rocks in my mouth i should stop eating stones okay that's absurd music yeah (laughs) and what makes it even weirder is all these songs are like death metal like okay Mm. if you want absurd music listen to sun Ra. i don't know who that is google it i will Sun Ra. Yeah. S-U-N space R-A. Oh my God. Speaking of absurd music, that's like, that's like death metal. Did you guys ever hear the song? I think it's called Kill Beak or something like that. And it literally it's a death metal band and the singer is a parrot. Nice. 
Like it's just a parrot squawking to the sound of like drums and like guitar. Well, Bunny with the Waffle Hat says it's uh, time to. Uh, oh, Brian's being weird again. Dun, dun, I couldn't dun. think of anything to say. So yeah, here's a bunny the, with a waffle on it. Like the the meme, the absurd meme. I how I how how, how absurd how say. absurd of you. So I I I mean. Audio listeners, I apologize, but I made a reference to the joke earlier about the bunny with a pancake on its head. So that's not a pancake, shared... that's a waffle. It's no. not a pancake, that's a waffle. David, before, 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 on the show, uh, earlier, earlier in this episode, I right. made the reference to a bunny with a pancake on its head. Yes, you I did. made that reference. Now, I shared a bunny with a waffle on its head because it's similar but it's different, which makes it funny. And, you know, you know, seriously, David, I have a fucking problem. I'm sorry. I mean, seriously, the commentary, you know, I work so hard to make this show work. You do. And I'm, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm done. I'm, see, that's absurd humor. <laughs> You're absurd. <laughs> or is it shocking? I don't know. Should I get naked? <laughs> I mean, for our $5 Patreon fans, that might be uh, that might whoa, be whoa, whoa. show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going into OnlyFans? Is that what's going on now? I think you get in trouble if you put that on on Patreon. Um, Probably. I think, I think so. Although, how about have it the so. other way? Give us money. You give us money so I put clothes back on. So, that would work. This, at this time of the show, <laughs> it is time for Tales from the Extra Dimensional Portal. You want to talk about absurd? Well, we're going to reach out <laughs> to the king of absurd comedy. We we had to tap into an alternate dimension where it's a little, the timeline is a little off, so they're still alive. Terry Gilliam himself coming up. Oh, shit. Conway. I can't, Conway. Find, my, I can't find my video button. Conway Twitty. There. Uh, hello. I, oh, we, we seem to have actually reached Terry Gilliam. I was expecting to hear a dog again. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gilliam, what, what, you actually what? managed to get a hold of extra-dimensional technology. Uh, you, you rang my mobile, mate. Oh, this is his phone. Oh, well... Brian, you messed up. We're, we're, uh, well, no, no, it's supposed to work this way. I mean, it wasn't going to summon him. We're, we're contact. Hello, Mr. Gilliam. I apologize. I just wanted to say we are a huge fan of your work. Oh, well, thank you. Chuff the best. I don't know it, who you are. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> so, um, Terry Gilliam made, well, he was one of the members of Monty Python, but he made, he made Brazil. He made the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Hey, actually, did you make those in your reality? Well, I mean, I I, I had a chance to get some credit for it, but I, who who really makes things, anyways? I, I I I think we made a mistake. This seems to be the reality where Terry Gilliam directed Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I I you know I have to say. I respect your work. Is is Terry Pratchett alive there too? Uh, uh hold on, uh, Terry. Someone's on the phone for you. <laughs> Hello. Oh wow! Oh, Another we got Terry. The writer of Color Magic himself, Terry Pratchett. Are we is... calling all the Terrys? Well, we got Terry Gilliam and Terry Pratchett. I mean, we could get. Oh, hold on, Terry... hold on. Terry... Oh, Is Terry oh, Nation there? No, no, no. One There's another Terry. Hold on. Uh, uh, Terry. <laughs> yes, brother. Hello. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now listen here, Hulksters. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go on. What? Listen here, Hulksters. I did Wait, what do we listen to? What what are you even saying? Oh, you don't hear the sound of Hulkamania running wild all over this podcast? Uh yes. Oh, I love it. Because you're Wait. Just, you gotta do, brother. You gotta trap these 24-inch pythons. I we we have an incoming call who um would like to speak with the three Terries. Um hold on, let me um let me dial it in. All right. Are you there, brother? Oof. Oh, oh, our, our our signal's cutting out. Um We got a dog again. I oh did we? Did, well that's what it sounded like. I, I was having a great conversation with, with um Terry Nation with Terry Pratchett, Terry Gilliam and Hulk Hogan. I was about to ask, I was like, was Hulk Hogan's real name Terry? I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, or Perry? I think it was Terry. I don't know. <laughs> right, what about we're gonna, or we're Jerry? Gonna, oh, um, I have I, I I have a question for you. Once we do the bonus episode, remind me, David, mm -hmm. and we will we will do that, and it'll be fantastic. All right. Uh, our episode today was was absurd about humor and um python family uh -oh. guy brian's comedy. broken ladies this and gentlemen was super vegan brian i was joined by david theobald the third and mink stolas bye everybody i love you
This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy. Stay awesome. Stay nerdy. Stay awesome. Stay nerdy. Stay oh, he awesome. broke again. God damn it. Oh, oh, we broke the Brian. We broke the Brian.